Tiger fans, welcome to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I am the Corey C. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts, whether it be the Apple Podcast app, the Google Podcast app, Spotify, and of course YouTube. So make sure you follow the show and tell every Tiger that you know. And remember, when you support Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, it all helps the cause, which is the I love Jackson State University. All right, the last of the major sports pro leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season with MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering, news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. So head on over to Bet Online today to get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code Believe, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's get right to it. He needs no introduction. He's QB1. Welcome to the show. Finally, Jacoby and Morgan. What's up, Carl? How you doing? Hey, man, doing well, man. I'm glad to finally have you on the show. I know we've been talking about this since before the season started, but we had some hiccups. But I think this is the right time to bring you on. Yeah, it's perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> no doubt, man. So how's everything? How's life? Everything's going good. You know, just day by day, taking everything one day at a time. So not a lot of new things going on, but just day by day. Absolutely. A lot of things and a lot that we can talk about and we want to get to it, but uh, let's take it back. Let's start back in high school. I know you want to, you're proud Canton Tiger. So let's go back to Canton. Exit 119, as they say. (laughs) Uh, Class of 2020, three-star quarterback. But I want to talk about that recruitment because I follow recruiting closely. Ken Clark, Zoe, the whole Tiger Talk family, we're all over it. And we remember back in high school, we saw your name as far as Jackson State recruiting heavily. And, you know, we, we thought we, we may get you. So tell me what you remember about that recruitment. Yeah, see, growing up, I always knew about Jack State. That's what I grew up in. Jack State mm-hmm. is all the thing I love. So when I got the offer, like, I was pretty much sure that I was going to Jackson State. And that was like my mind was made up. But then I had, you know, had Syracuse to come in. They started talking a little good things about what they can do and how they can, you know, how I can benefit from them. But yeah, my my main mindset was I always been Jack State. Like I said, I actually really didn't grow up in that stadium. That's all I know. Jack State mm-hmm. taught me everything I know. So it was it was a bittersweet moment because I knew I was leaving my hometown and the school that I always wanted to attend. But I'm glad I'm back now. So I'm glad you cleared that up because that's what we heard. You know, it's always rumors, but those of us who followed it closely, we, we thought we were getting Jacoby Moore in Jackson State, and then we saw Syracuse. So just for the record, you're saying Jackson State was close to signing you. How, how, how close, and why did we miss out? Yeah, you, Jackson State was very close. Like, I knew – I pretty much knew. Like, actually, at one point, my coach, he was telling coaches, like, you know, he's going to Jackson State. You don't even have to recruit him. So mm-hmm. I knew – I had my mind made up, and then it was just – Last minute, you know, the bigger school, that type of thing. It was just, you know, bigger. You know, at that time, it was like the the public and you want to, you know, put yourself in the best shoes for your family and situation mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, it was always Jack State, though. But kind of just exactly. last minute thing. Last minute, yep. Yep. And so you said you kind of grew up in the stadium. You have immediate family members who went to Jack State, right? Your mom, did she go to Jack State? Yes, sir. My stepmom, she went to Jack State. My stepmom, okay. Yeah. My auntie, she's a diehard Jack State. She went to Jack State. I have a lot of family members. 
that go to Jackson. Okay. So ultimately, you know, like you said, you end up going to Syracuse. Now that's pretty far away from the SIP. Was that mm-hmm. your first time being that far away from home? Yeah, but it really didn't affect me. But this definitely was like the farthest I ever been away from home. It was a new, you know, a new culture shock. But I felt like mm-hmm. it was nothing I couldn't handle. Only thing, you know, it was very cold up there. But mm-hmm. you know, coming from Mississippi all the way to New York, the snow we don't really get snow down here. So that was the fun thing that I was experiencing. Actually, a new life that's out there so i mean it was a culture shock but you know i enjoyed my time up there mm-hmm. what was the biggest adjustment i know you talk about the snow it doesn't snow mm-hmm. much in mississippi but other than that what would you say was the biggest adjustment um just getting to know like all different kinds of life like people that that doesn't look like you that may not talk mm-hmm. like you that may not you know do the things you do but you know just growing as a family up there and you know having bonds that i have now that was the, the biggest mm-hmm. thing Gotcha. So talk about your time playing with the Orange. I remember you getting some starts early on at quarterback up there. Yeah, I had a couple starts up there, you know, when it was the veto, a couple guys before me, older guys, and they ended up getting hurt during that Kobe year, and I ended up starting a couple of games. I ended up getting hurt that same year with the concussion mm. during my Louisville game. And from that point on, we had a – my coach kind of got fired, so – we had a new quarterback coach, new whole offensive staff to come in, and they're kind of like, you know, if you're a football player, you know, if you're the coach they recruited mm-hmm. you, and he ended up leaving, that's probably not the best situation for you. But I ended up trying to stay, trying to stick through it, you know, still compete with the guys that, that they were bringing in. I still had a, a great time up there competing with the guys. I was going back and forth, going back and forth. But, you know, as the mm-hmm. coach that just come in, he's going to play the guys he wanted to play. So I respected it and understood it. Yeah. You talk about, you know, the importance of the coach that recruited you being there. So let's go back to your Jackson State recruitment. Who was the lead recruiter back then, the first time around? Who recruited you out of high school from Jackson State? It was T- Coach TC. Yeah, he was, he was my recruiter. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he was my yeah. main recruiter. He, um, I remember like it was yesterday. We went to a basketball game, and he was right there just telling me how much he wanted me to be at Jackson State. And I knew – I pretty much was knowing at that time I knew everything about Jackson State. He really – he was just another coach talking to me, but I could have told him everything about Jack State too. So okay. it was a it was a fun time. It was you know, yeah, he was the main one recruiting me, and um, yeah, it's crazy how he's here to this day. Absolutely, man. It, you know, it, it worked out the way it was supposed to because you look up and T.C. Taylor is the head coach at Jackson State, the person who recruited crazy. you, and you've already talked about the importance of the, the recruiter being there. So now the recruiter is the head coach. So how surprised were you to see that and how much of a factor did that play into your decision to come to Jackson State? Yeah, it played a huge factor. And um, when he became head coach, I kind of knew, like, okay, this was the man that recruited me, and I know I got, you know, we got good energy towards each other, got good relationships. So, when I seen that, I was already leaning towards Jack State anyway, but when I seen him actually, the head coach, and actually get the job, I was locked in from that point on. Mm-hmm. So talk about the recruitment this time around. I know you said the first time, they, they, they said, you don't even have to recruit him, he's coming. So was it take much of a recruitment? Were there some other schools in the picture, or was it just a no-brainer, Jack State or nothing? No, it was a no-brainer. Like I was telling other, other schools, like, I'm pretty much locked in on Jack State. I didn't. Actually, I had got off social media. I didn't want to talk mm-hmm. to no other coaches because I knew I was mainly locked in on Jack State just because of what happened previous. Like, I kind of swayed myself at the last minute to go to Syracuse. They ended up, you know, still a good decision. But this right. time I wanted to lock in and focus on what I knew I was going to do, go with my first mind and go forth through it. Mm-hmm. 
forth. So how excited was your was your family, especially the ones who who went to Jackson State, who wanted to see you here mm-hmm. the first time? Oh yeah, it was a it was a boom in my family. We crying, everybody crying, everybody congratulations, you know. So it was a big day, a big moment for everybody. And you know, I knew I expected with everything that I got from him, I expected every every family member to be crying, calling, texting. Yeah, so it was a big day. Right. So the first time around coming out of high school, did you take mm-hmm. an official visit to Jackson State? Yeah, I did. I came on an official. When you came back the second time around, what did you think when you saw the upgraded facilities? Because it was a big difference, right? You were talking about the yeah. practice field, the locker room, the player lounge, and even the weight room was recently upgraded. So what did you think when you remember back to what you saw the first time? Yeah, it was a, a huge upgrade, you know, like seeing Jack State from as a kid and always just being around until now just walking around like a whole different place. Mm-hmm. It was amazing vibe. It was everything that looked at organized and, you know, a great facility. So they just added to what I already knew and what I already felt about Jack State. So, yeah, it was a, a huge, a, a huge boost. And when did you officially get to campus? Was it summer or was it actually in the fall? It was it was summer. Yeah. Okay. The first session summer. or the session? Yeah, the first session. Okay, so you got there for the first session. So you got a little bit of a late start compared to, you know, some of the other guys. But you were in that quarterback race the entire time, and then mm-hmm. you suffered that hand injury. So talk to us about the injury, what we can dis- what you can disclose now. I know back then a lot of people didn't know. The fans were wondering where's uh, Jacoby and Morgan. Is he in the mix? Is he Why is he not playing? Uh, but, again, they just didn't know that a lot of it had to do with that hand injury. So uh, how disappointing was that, and how much of a setback was that? Yeah, it was a very disappointing time because it was like, two weeks until the game, you know, until our first game, I think. And it was a freak accident. You know, the guys, we was, we was competing like we always do. Threw a, threw a pass, came down on his helmet, and instantly I knew something was wrong with it. I couldn't grip nothing. It was just steady swelling. So kind of pulled me to the side, and I instantly, when I knew, when I seen I was, I didn't feel too good. I didn't feel happy about what I was looking at at that time. So. Yeah, we ended up having surgery two days later. It was successful surgery, you know, very fast and efficient. So I was out for a whole month without playing football and um, then traveling the first four games at all. So we it was we tried to keep it away from the media because there was just something yep. that we didn't want to publicize at that time and just didn't want all that attention focused on the wrong thing. We just wanted to focus on the game. So, yeah, after that, you know, it was a tough time, you know, just doing rehab three, four times a day because originally they was looking at like eight weeks. Wow. That I was going to be out. But yeah, but we started doing rehab like three, four times a day. And so that eight weeks became just a month, four weeks. So wow. I ended up being able to get out of my cast four weeks. And then I, the day I got out of my cast, I realized I could grip a football and I was just from here to one yard it was just me and one of my receivers i'm just trying to you know just give him a touch pass see how i feel first day was kind of iffy but then the second day i kind of started gaining my strength and gaining my confidence that you know just believe in it you know it's fixed now so yeah just all that just playing in the part you know trying to get that finger back right but now it's 100 i feel very happy about it i feel like i can do anything just like that i've been doing before then so yeah wow so this was an eight week injury but you pretty much doubled up on the rehab to cut the time in half mm-hmm. yes sir eight weeks cut wow. it to four wow yeah 
And like you said, you want you wanted to kind of keep it out of the media. That's and I talked I joked earlier about us talking about talking to you about coming on the show earlier in the in the season. That's when we were gonna have you on on the show. And then you had we yeah. saw you had the cast on. We said, no, nah, let's let's scrap that interview. We, we, yeah, we don't want to put yeah, that out there. So absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, we would have had you on the show then. Now you mentioned not traveling on the team, but did you travel on your own? Did I see you in Atlanta? Yeah, I definitely got in that truck because it was like <laughs> that was my guys, that was my brothers, and there's just nothing in me that just could sit at the house. So I just got in the truck, I drove them little hours, and got on back. And it was actually they had to tell me like the next game because I was willing to do it every mm -hmm. game. Them, them really like my brothers out there, and I really love them guys. So it was like I do it every week, like the fam you game, every game I was willing to you know get in that truck and drive. So yeah, it was a mm -hmm. funny fun moment. But now looking back on them, glad you know I stayed at the house, did my rehab, and got back out of there quicker. So they had to tell you to stop coming. Stop going to yeah. the <laughs> I was coming. Like when nobody go tell me not to come. Like, those TC, my my quarterback coach, mm -hmm. I was coming. That's funny. But now nah, that just shows your support, man. Shows you, you know, team mm -hmm. player. You know, you got everybody's back. That's huge to see uh, for them to see that early on, seeing that you had their back, especially as the quarterback. So now it's your opportunity. You don't have to prove anything to them. They already know this guy, you know, he, he's with us. He's for us for you to make that, you know, make those sacrifices to go up there, especially when you had that injury. So definitely that mm -hmm. says a lot about you. I know you were itching to get that opportunity. What was the first game that you were actually cleared to play in? The first game I was cleared to play in was the Texas State game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but right, I got to say it again. You didn't see any snaps that game, though, right? Yeah, I didn't I didn't see any snaps that game. That Actually, that was like my first week back, so I really didn't practice much. Mm -hmm. I probably practiced like one time, one practice. I was doing little periods, individual periods, but I really didn't get no plays or anything. So that counted. I actually started to count that into like the fifth week because I really barely even touched the ball or anything. But mm -hmm. yeah, that was the game I actually suited up and I was on the sideline. I knew I probably wasn't going to play, but I was on the sideline with my guys. All right, so you didn't play against Texas State, and then we had a couple more, and then we had a bye, and then your first snaps were against Alabama A&M, right? Yeah, it was against Alabama A&M. Coach had wanted me to, you know, start to feel a game, feel a, you know, feel the energy of the game, get me back into it. So we kind of had like this pace for me on the goal line. So when it was time, we got on the goal line. It was time to use it. Coach believed him, had confidence enough to put me out there, and actually. Came out in that game with two rushing touchdowns. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. that was a big moment. Yep. Absolutely. Let's talk about those situational snaps there. You talk about goal line plays, the quarterback keepers, and most of it seems like every time you touched it, it went for a touchdown in the first couple yeah, of games. Yeah, definitely. It was crazy. Yeah. But that running ability, it surprised a few people because you were mm -hmm. mostly considered a pro style quarterback at Kenton. So, mm -hmm. where did the running come from? Did you always have that in you? I mean, the crazy thing, it was, it kind of surprised me too. I'm not, I'm not, I sit back there in the pocket all day. And this, that's what I love to do. That's my job. But, you know, learning from Syracuse and learning that, you know, just going up there and experience what I had to experience. A running part of the quarterback is definitely a huge part, just as the own. Like, you can't just sit back there and be a one, one read guy and, you know, take sex. So you have to be able to use your legs and use your arms just as, just as well. So, once I started to learn that part of the game, I started to develop like running skills and just working on my running just as much as I work on my arms. So then when it came to it in the game, it just felt natural to me. But yeah, I was never actually a runner. Like even my dad, when he came home, he was like, where you get this running from? I was like, mm -hmm. 
and you i don't even know i just been just working out in it working out on it and so having it just paid off mm-hmm. yep yep and it was several games i think before you even attempted a pass i, I don't know if you attempted a pass before your first start <laughs> so, nah, crazy. right right they're crazy right so was yeah. that because of the hand injury or was that just the strategy and that was by design yeah, it was more of a strategy by design because I was going okay. by that time in practice. It was okay. just the goal line packages that worked out. So we just wanted to run because, you know, it's right there. So you might as well just try your luck and run it first. But if it, if those things didn't work, we probably were still going to pass. And actually, the homecoming game, that was a pass, but I ended up running it. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, and then your first game at Mississippi Valley State, your first start. Mm-hmm. You, you talked about it earlier. You, you mentioned your dad, but you get that huge surprise right before the game. So tell us about that. Yeah, it was uh, – yeah, that threw me. It was crazy. <laughs> I, I thought he was coming home on Thanksgiving, and he just popped up. So it was, uh, you know, very emotional. I'm pre- they, mm-hmm. You guys put the video out on it. So I actually – I haven't really looked at it. I looked at it once. Really? And I just, and when I seen it, it made me emotional again. So I've been trying to stay away from it, you know, trying not to look at it too many times, uh, you know, because it still hit me. It's still new to me. But yeah, that was crazy. It was a whole lot of emotion. My family was in the stands and my dad, first start, there was a lot going into that game. Wow. So talk about that, all the emotions. Of course, your first start, uh, your, your family, your dad, and, and, you know, I would imagine, well, I don't know. I don't know. Were you nervous before that? Before you saw him, were you already nervous? And if so, uh, did that make you more nervous, or did that did that is was that the thing that made you nervous? <laughs> Just talk to talk to me about those nerves. Yeah, I'm, I'm not pretty. Like, I'm not a nervous guy because like I feel like I've been doing this since I was a kid. So me being nervous, if I if I'm nervous, I feel like I'm not prepared. So I was prepared the mm-hmm. whole week. So when he came, it wasn't a sense of nervousness. And when I seen my family, it was I wasn't nervous. It was just the emotions were high at that time. Because now I'm crying and. You know, doing all of that there is just trying to get myself back to game mode and get my mind mm-hmm. back right to game mode. But no, nah, I wasn't nervous or anything like that. Mm-hmm. How long had it been since you last saw him before that? It been a, it's it's been a while. It was like I really can't remember. I know it was like five. I really want to say like seven months because okay. when I came home, he was already gone. But I had came home prior to when I first came home for that first summer session. And I seen him, and that's when he told me. So I'm thinking it was around, I want to say March or somewhere up in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it had been a few months. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. So, you know, despite all the emotions, you go out there and get the victory 21-7 to over Valley. It should have been 21-0. Actually, it probably should have been yeah. about – well, what do you think that score should have been? It should have been, been It should have been a zero on one side, but what about on the offense? What do you think that should have been? And the standard we hold to – we hold each other to it. it's supposed to be way higher and we knew that that's why we wanted to come out this game well last week's game and actually show everybody what we can do it's definitely supposed to be way higher yeah how would you rate your performance in that first game nah I ain't, that first game was not me at all like mm-hmm. even though we got the w and it was good it was the first you know my first w as the quarterback of jack state i didn't like how i played at all i missed a couple throws out there i made some plays Mm-hmm. Even though I made plays, it was still, you know, you know, the small things stick out most, like they fumble on the one-yard line if I didn't yeah. have it. So, yeah, I, I didn't like my performance at all. I, was, I wasn't I was pleased with my performance. So that's why I was eager to come out last week and just show everybody I was way better than that. 
Yep. And that's exactly what you did. You followed mm -hmm. that performance up with your coming out party versus mm -hmm. UAPB. 26 for 36, 373 mm -hmm. yards, five touchdowns. And you were just named, right before this recording, you were mm -hmm. named SWAC Player of the Week. So congratulations mm -hmm. on that. Thank and you, uh, what were you seeing out there? Yep. What were you seeing out there against UAPB to have so much success? Um, coaches did a great job at practice of showing us what we're going to see and giving us the right looks. So for me, it was just going out there and giving my guys a chance with the ball. I know what they're going to do with it. Everybody out there is playmaker. So just giving the ball to anybody, you know, DJ had a big game. Uh, Fabo had a big game. So just spreading the ball to my playmakers and let them do what they do. And it just, just made my job easier. But yep. from the coach's standpoint, they did a great job that week at practice. So I want to talk about some of those playmakers because you've developed a quick chemistry and a lot of chemistry with a few of those guys, specifically Fabian, DJ, and then Hayden Hagler, who hadn't been known as a pass catcher uh, throughout his career, more of a blocker. But I mean, six catches out of the blue when you became the starter. Yeah. So I uh, just talk about that, that chemistry with those three. We'll get into some other guys, but those three, how, how it has developed so quickly. Yeah, like I was saying, like, they're my brothers out there. Like, I don't see no 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 number. I don't see mm -hmm. Fabo. I don't see – I just see my brothers mm -hmm. out there, and I know what they can do. I'll be at practice with them, and I trust them 110%. So just when I'm out there, you know, I trust any ball that is 50-50. Hayden can go get mm -hmm. it. DJ can go get it. Fabo can go get it. Duke can go get it. Kobe can go get it. Rico. Mm -hmm. I can go on and on. So it's just just having that trust and building it. Even though I've been hurt, just watching them and knowing what they're good at and putting them in the right, right, put them in the right spot to you know actually make a play on the ball. I just know mm -hmm. every time they're gonna come down with. It. Yep, you named a bunch of guys and you spread the ball out in both games, both starts. You spread the ball around to eight different receivers. That has to be a quarterback's dream to have those many weapons. Talk about mm -hmm. Coach Moore Harris and that offense and what you like about it. Oh yeah, he's gonna let you be yourself. Like he told me. When I got back, you know, just play your game and we're going to put you in the right spots. And I have full confidence in, in anything, in any play he calls, I feel like it's going to work and going to hit for a touchdown. So just having Coach Coach Mo and Coach Coach uh, Billerman behind me, just just allowing me to be myself, just been uh, amazing. I feel like that's more of my success that came from, from coaches. And with all those guys catching passes, there's still a lot of talent sitting over there on the mm -hmm. sidelines that hadn't even been able to hit the field yet. Give us mm -hmm. a couple names. I know you got a bunch of them, but just give me one or two names of some receivers who aren't in the rotation right now, but you're mm -hmm. seeing them at practice, and you know when they get their shot, they're going to shine. Yeah, we got a lot of guys. We got uh, Isaiah. Actually, it's two Isaiah. Isaiah Kendall. Kendall. Isaiah Kendall, because we know about Spencer, yeah, so you're talking mm -hmm. about Kendall. Yeah, yeah, we got both of those out there. Then, you, know, you got um, Jonas. He's a big play mm -hmm. guy. We, we're trying to get him implemented into the offense. 16. Yeah. Uh, we got Jew. He's a smaller guy on the inner slot. Just electric. That I love his game. And the running backs, I know they running backs, but their hands is just as legit as the wide receivers. We got mm -hmm. JD. You got, um, even though Irv is hurt right now, but you got um, Dez and the running backs. The running backs on hands just as great. Yep. Yep. And JD Martin, you mentioned him. You didn't have him in that first game, your first start, and you didn't use him much in the first half of the second game, but then you guys kind of unleashed him. Talk about having that added dimension and his ability to catch out of the backfield that gives you that, that kind of that safety net that you can dump the ball off to. Yeah, you know, just trying to – he's been injured. So trying to get him back into the to game flow, I was just, you know, seeing what he can do and knowing what he can do at practice, just 
you get JD the ball, your job is done. JD is an amazing player. He gonna make. I feel like to make anybody miss, you can't tell them one on one. So just if it's a one yard route and I just give it to him, I have full confidence that JD might break it and go ninety nine yards or seventy yards. So mm-hmm. just getting JD the ball and let JD do what he's always been able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean a lot of weapons you talk about. You know, going ninety nine yards. We haven't even mentioned Andre Hunt. That's what he does, right? So it's <laughs> just a lot of guys. One play guy, give it to him, Absolutely. he gone. One play. Yep, yep. And uh, your quarterback coach, you mentioned him, Coach uh, Quinn Billerman, QB. With his initials, he had to play QB, and he had to be a quarterback hey. coach. QB. <laughs> yes, but I just talked about how he's helped you as a quarterback in this system. Yeah, he's helped me tremendously. You know, the confidence and the relationship me and him have, has had just and helped me unleash another side of me that, you know, I, I didn't even know I had. So just have somebody that supports you 110% that understands anything you're going through, through the ups and downs and being able to help you out at any time, even when he's mad or we might not be on the same page, but even though he's willing to help me out and, you know, give me the, the right things, give me the right confidence to go out there and make an, another play. Yeah. Coach Billerman, he's been a great coach. Mm-hmm. And we got to have you talk about coach TC, you know, obviously when he first started recruiting you, he was a position coach and uh, now being the head coach, he'll talk about what it's like playing for him. Yeah. Playing for Coach TC is like, I can't even describe it. Like, I never had that type of feeling where it's like the coach actually, he feels like one of the players, like when you're playing with him, mm-hmm. he, he's enjoying the game. He's very enthusiastic. If you score, he's going to celebrate with you. He he loves the game just like one of us. He's not, he's not, it's, I don't even know how to, that's the crazy thing. Like, I be trying to, I get asked, this question get asked a lot, and it's just like, Coach TC just feel like one of us. He's, he, mm-hmm. it's a, it's an amazing feeling. Like I just can't even describe it. He just, he's just a, a player's coach. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, man. So you said you grew up a fan. Came to a lot of games. So what is it like? You, you already knew what that environment and that atmosphere at the vet was like. But what has it been like actually being a tiger and playing in front of these fans? It's been everything that you know I thought it was gonna be growing up. Like I said, I actually. Just feel like I grew up in that stadium. I've been there uh, with 18 years, just season tickets since I was a baby. So being able to actually come from out the stands on into the field mm-hmm. and actually just playing, man, it's like a dream. Just, just like I'm still living in a dream. And I'm just right now. I'm just steady grasping it, like that. I'm actually the quarterback of Jack State. Even though you know you always had this vision, like man, when I do this, I'm gonna be the quarterback. I'm have these games and do this and that. But it's just still like a dream. Like I'm just living in it. That's why I say I just take one day at a time. I don't really be on social media. I just do what I gotta yeah. do. For me, it's just an eye-opening situation right now for me. Still a dream. Right. And have you started to envision yet Saturday running out that tunnel as the starter? Because you 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 know, I've you've been out of the tunnel several times, even played in the stadium mm-hmm. as a backup, but now running out knowing you're gonna start. Have you started to kind of think about that and imagine what the emotions may be like? Yeah, crazy thing. Me and my dad was talking about it last night. He was telling me how would it feel, you know, how it's gonna feel going out there as the quarterback of Jack State. And I was telling him like, man, I don't even know. I just it's just something I just got to experience right now. Experience. Right now you just try to play it cool, and you know you yeah. won't let it you know get to you. But when I get out there and just hear that crowd, and I know I'm the first guy to walk on that field when the offense get called out there, it's gonna be something special for me. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very special moment. Absolutely.
Absolutely. And how has your life changed since you became the starter? So give me a story. I know the social media probably started blowing up and I don't know, maybe when you go to the store, grab something to eat, <laughs> hearing from the fans, yeah. give me a story. Just, I say the biggest thing that I can say is after the games, getting to take the pictures with the kids. Like I'm a very, I'm not a public guy. Like okay. I don't really, I'm not really outside doing too much of anything more in the house. So, you know, the older adults, they'll come ask for pictures, but when the kids come, it's like, a, it give me a different, it give me a, a mm-hmm. different type of feel. Like, and it's just, it, it makes me feel good because I was one of them. Like I seen right. the players and I can, I can rename so many players just growing up that now I'm one of the ones that, you know, they taking pictures with. So that's been the biggest thing for me, just taking pictures with those kids, knowing, knowing I was them feel like yesterday. So yeah, that's the biggest thing. Any player that you remember growing up that stood out, that stands out now, maybe one of your favorites, or just you know, too many to name? Yeah. I hope I'm going to blank right now, but I could name, okay. We got Rico Richardson. We got yep. Casey Stereo. We got, uh, I remember Coach Rick Comagy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it was um I got I remember um Chris Ivory. I remember he had his brother at, you know, at Baylor and they played mm-hmm. against each other. Um I could tell, I could tell, you know, I could tell you 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 followed the team growing yeah. up, you're naming some names. You put some names out there. So yeah. one player I wanna he was probably a little bit before your time, but you know, we still mention his name a lot. He's one of the greatest he played your position. Before I tell you about him, I want to ask you about the celebration that we see. That celebration. Mm-hmm. So so tell me about that. Is that Superman or what is that? Yeah, see, Cam is my favorite player. Like he inspired me to do, you know, how, he inspired my game. So when I bring that, bring that out, it's just like it reliving that Cam moment, just reliving who who I always who I always watched growing up. So yeah, that's that. That's where I get it from. So I, so I got a name for you. Like I said, it, a little bit before your time, but he's in the record books. Have you heard the name Robert Kent, quarterback at Jackson State? Man, it, it sounds so familiar. Robert Kent. So I want you, I want you to look him up and research him. Record setting quarterback. He held a bunch of the records. Uh, Shadour actually took out one of the rare couple of the records uh, during his time here, but Kent was there from '99 to '03. And uh, you know, single season passing yards, completions, career passing yards, pretty much every passing record he had. But with the last name Kent, he had the nickname <laughs> of Superman. So he's known as Superman Kent, Superman Robert Kent, and, and Jackson State is. history. So. Yep. So now we got another Superman. So it's big shoes to fill, but definitely uh, yeah, researching when you get some time. Great yes, guy, sir. Robert Kent. Shout out to him. And then last thing, man, this is what everybody wants to know. Eligibility. How many years you got left after this one? After this one, I got two more because it says wow. on it says on paper that I'm a redshirt junior, but I'm actually a redshirt sophomore because wow. I had the COVID year and then I redshirt last year. So playing it right now is a redshirt sophomore. So after this one, two more years left. Wow. So you got time to do some damage here at Jackson State, man. So we love it. Absolutely love it. So a message for the fans. So if you're the quarterback of the future, tell them what they can expect. What do you want to say to them? What they can expect. They can expect somebody who's day in and day out the same guy who's going to work every day, get up at 5 in the morning, is going to learn everything he can about the game. And so on Saturdays I can get them the entertainment that they want because at the end of the day, we are entertainment, like we are Jack State, we are for the people. So at the end of the day, come that Saturday, 
giving how did I want to say this? Just giving the fans a show. You know, that's what I want to do. That's what we're here for. Even though we're you know college athletes on their Saturdays, we turn that switch on and we're entertainers. So Absolutely. fans, every time they can they can expect the show. Absolutely. All right, man. I know you said you're a private guy, not much on social media, but for, for the fans who are on social media looking for you, if they don't know where you are, go ahead and give them that Twitter info. I guess they call it X now, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever else they can find you. Yeah, Twitter is, it should be Jacobian underscore Morgan. And Instagram is what I'm mainly on. It's Kobe X BBM and the BBM part is, is a, where I got from a uh, basketball group, my basketball group, Be Better Mentality. And, you know, they stick with me. So that's what that means right there. All right. QB1, Jacoby and Morgan. Finally, we got him on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. He has a couple more games this season, and we want to see you go out with a bang. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you all. All right, man. Okay, man. Take it easy. I'll take it easy. Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club is presented by Bet Online. 